Hi, you're listening to an older episode. The podcast is now called Travel Writing World. You can find the episode show notes and much more at travelwritingworld.com. This is Jeremy Bassetti, and you're listening to All Over the Place, a podcast on travel, culture, and the creative life. Today's episode takes us to Brighton, where Sarah Samuel speaks to us about mindful travel. Sarah is the author of several books, including Mindful Traveling, Journeying the World, Discovering Yourself. We also talk about Zen Buddhism, the pleasures of being immersed in a new place, and how to have an open mind during travel. So now, here is Sarah Samuel. So I'm speaking with Sarah Samuel. Uh, about mindfulness and traveling. She has a new book called Mindful Traveling, Journeying the World, Discovering Yourself, which I, I think was published this year on Leaping Hair Press. I'd like to thank you for coming on the show. Thank you, Jeremy. It's a pleasure. Yeah, my book was released last week on the 2nd of September. Very good. So it's a wonderful little uh, little book. I typically read nonfiction kind of travel accounts. And so this was a little bit uh-huh. out of my wheelhouse, but it was really insightful. I had a lot of kind of no nonsense tips on making traveling a, a better experience. So it was, it was really rewarding to read. And the, the book is beautiful itself. It's a, it's a beautiful uh, object. It's- yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, there's a beautiful job in the design and production of it. Um, yeah. Thank you, Jeremy. So, um, when we get into this, there's been a lot of talk lately in the media and in corporate world about mindfulness. So um, could you help uh-huh. demystify this uh, idea? How, how would you define mindfulness? Really, mindfulness is, is just about the ability to be or the intention to be present in, in all that we are, uh, in all that we're experiencing in terms of our thoughts, our feelings, emotions, in um, people and our physical surroundings, our physical sensations, what we can see, hear, touch, smell, taste. So, that, so there's so much going on in the present moment. And mindfulness is, is really about being present to, to what's going on right now. And and the the obvious kind of um, way in which we practice mindfulness is through meditation, but we can actually be mindful um, and present to what we're doing in in any circumstance. So that's that's how I define mindfulness, and 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 I go on to in the book just describing explaining how we can be more present to our experience of traveling and what we can gain from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, traveling is often a very uh, kind of external. I guess act we we travel to experience the external world and we're often kind of blind or tuning out what's going on in the inside so I, in the inside yeah. world so I can see how this applies to to traveling um so if mindfulness is about awareness and you said it's rooted in meditation can can one be mindful without having to deal with the dogma or the ideas of buddhism 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I think mindfulness now is much more generic and it's just recognised as a term uh, that means being present. So in a, in a way, the term mindfulness I don't particularly like because it suggests that we have to, our mind has to be full. Mm. And one of the main things in mindfulness is to actually empty the mind of thoughts and to become open and receptive to do what is not in our mind, but, but, but what, what is around us and within us. So what do you, what do you mean by, by emptying the mind? Well, generally... Um, a common um, human trait is is that we are thinking and and we're thinking all the time whether or not we're, we're necessarily conscious of it. Well, our minds are generally very active and we can find ourselves actually doing something, an everyday thing, whether it be, you know, making a cup of tea or brushing our teeth and our minds will not be on what, on what we're doing. Our minds will be wondering about what happened in the day or maybe worrying about something that might be coming up or thinking about someone else. So our minds are often very full of things that aren't about being in the present moment. And mindfulness really is the practice of letting go of those thoughts to become more aware of, of what's right in front of us. And, and, and that process of letting go of thoughts might be focusing on something like bodily sensations or um, our breath or a mantra or um, in the case of um, traveling of, of, of what is surrounding us. Mm -hmm. So if to kind of empty the mind is to cut away the chatter and to prevent the mind from wandering, thinking about the future, thinking about the past, just focus on what's going on in the present. How, how is this practice uh, important to the traveler or, or why is it important to the traveler? Right. Yeah. Um, well, the great thing about traveling is, is that, um, Mindfulness comes naturally because as we enter enter kind of um, new places, have new experiences, we, we're, we're naturally more present because we, we're more interested and engaged. It's, it's out of our our normal way of doing things, so we're not on autopilot, uh, and we become we become often become observers. So um, you know. When when I've travelled, when I've you know, it doesn't have to be going to a completely new place. You know, I've been to India many times, but every time I go there, I'm hit by the smells and the sounds and, and the colours, um, and, and so I'm much more my my um, awareness is much more heightened naturally because I'm out of my normal environment. So um, so travelling enhances mindfulness. Um, and when we, there are various aspects of mindfulness, and, and one of them is to um, be open-minded. Um, and when we're naturally present and observing, we don't have any um, prejudgments about. Oh, we, do, you know, when we when we come to when we enter a new country, where people might be dressed differently, um, we could come by saying, "Oh, I wouldn't dress like that because that's not the way I'm I'm brought up to dress." The the idea is that we, or most people enjoy traveling more when we think, oh, well, it's amazing how they dress so differently or they speak so differently or the food's so different um, to, to embrace the change and the difference um, and to be open to new experiences. So that's an essential aspect of, of mindfulness. Mm -hmm. um, and there are there are another a number of other aspects that of mindfulness that, that happen naturally when we're present. So we're, we're naturally curious, we're naturally observing, um, mm -hmm. 
and and we we naturally kind of follow what we're interested in. So I guess this uh, relates to um, when you say at the beginning of the book, mindfulness happens effortlessly when we travel. And says this is what this yeah. is what you mean. So, but I'm, I'm I'm wondering now. It sounds like what you're saying is awfully similar to a state of distraction. Um, you know, you're uh-huh. distracted by the environment. So, t- t- you know, what is the, I guess, the difference b- between being distracted by something, by an environment and, um, you know, the, this experience that you're, mm-hmm. you're talking about? Yeah, I mean, for me, um, distraction is um, kind of moving away from something that you want to be focusing on. Mm. So, so if I'm, um, you know, reading a book, um, sound of traffic might be distracting me and my mind wanders to the sound of traffic rather than focusing on the book that I'm reading. Um, whereas when we're actually traveling, part of the reason for traveling is to actually um, experience things that, 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 are, that are outside of um, what we might be used to and that i think the part the, the intention to travel and often the focus on traveling is because we, we delight in differences and we delight in in, in new experiences mm-hmm. um and beautiful landscapes or architecture so so, so um allowing these things to draw on our attention um you know so you could say you know um you know, I was distracted by the beautiful sunset, but I wouldn't say that it's distraction. It's something that when we are naturally curious and uh, drawn to something like a sunset, um, that's something that's innate um, and it's not actually distracting us um, while we're traveling because travel, that's part of the reason for traveling is to, to enjoy the experience. Mm, yeah, that, that makes a lot of makes a lot of sense as you as you state that so you you're, you mentioned curiosity here um a, a few times and you mentioned it yeah. in, in your in your book so I, I mean why is or how is curiosity kind of this important component of uh, being mindful when, when traveling mm-hmm. or having a better experience traveling yeah sure yeah yeah well well for me um curiosity is an essential um, part of being human and an essential part of what makes our lives interesting and enjoyable. And um, as I believe that as humans, we're innately curious. We want to know um, what's going on. We were curious about what, some, what someone's doing that's, that, that might be unusual. We, um, we all have our own kind of unique things that we're curious about. You know, some people will be more curious about, um, you know, learning a new language while others are more curious about you know, the different, I don't know, colours of clothes that people wear. Um, uh, others are curious about sounds um, and music, for example. So by um, the reason why I think it's really important that we follow our curiosity, because it, we, that's following what makes us unique. Um, so, for example, um, I'm, I have a real thing about colour, and I love... Um, the different coloured clothing or, or, or saris that you get in India. Mm-hmm. And um, when I used to go, I didn't really, um, I didn't really realise that I was picking up on it and it wasn't quite as interesting to other people. So by following kind of, by realising later on in life, that actually I, 
wherever I go, I pick up on colour. Um, and it could be, you know, on the London um, underground, and I realise there's lots of greys and blacks and navies and not much other colour. Um, it's something that's innate to me. And as I've kind of, um, I've, I wasn't trained as an artist, um, and I never I never thought I was an artist, but I realised that, that this is what I was picking up on, and I started to paint. And I, and I absolutely love painting now, and um using different colour, that's part of of what makes me me. Um, and I think that can be similar in other areas. You know, if, if someone's drawn to architecture and, and different maybe shapes or the practical aspects of architecture, that says something about them. And I believe that we need to follow what 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 we're, what we're really curious and interested because that's, that's kind of partly what we're, what we're passionate about in life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you, um, if you have a a passion back home, you know, and and you explore those passions when you're traveling, it tends to make that experience of traveling um, better and more, more rewarding because you're doing things that you're interested in. Um, But it it seems to me when when you speak of uh, curiosity, it also connects somehow to, um, you know, being open-minded in the general sense or having kind of like this childlike sense of wonder when um, out in the world, and, and you do uh, mention this in, in the book in the context of, of Zen Buddhism, right? Especially in a term mm-hmm. called, uh, I don't know if I'm pronouncing this correctly, but uh, you, you mentioned a term called uh, Shoshin. Um, yes. And could you, could you talk about that and how yeah, sure. that might be mm-hmm. helpful in travel? Yeah, I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly either, but Shoshin, which is a Japanese term, um, which comes from Zen Buddhism, means the beginner's mind. Mm. And um, there's a saying, um, which is there's a guy who wrote a book called The Beginner's Mind, it's called Shunru, I'm, I'm trying to find his, Suzuki, yeah, Shunru Suzuki, where, where he says that um, in the beginner's mind, uh, there are many possibilities, but in the expert, expert's mind, there are few. So the more we can um, come to something or anything um, with an open mind, without saying, oh, I know how this is done or that's done, then um, we enable our experience to be um, much more, much fuller. Um, So if we're, we're, for for example, if we're observing um, how how children play and Mm -hmm. um, if we can be open and just observe how the children are playing and the, and the joy that's coming through of that and the and the human interaction rather than um, bringing an opinion about, oh, they should be playing this game or that game, then that kind of blocks our experience. Um, and w- one thing that's quite common amongst uh, humans is that we tend to... Um, like to lean back on what we know and what we our education, and like to like to um, have confidence that that you know we're educated, we we know quite a lot, um, and that can be part of our become part of our, our identity. Um, and one of the great things about travelling is you, you, we come across um, ways of being, uh, ways of whether it be ways of talking, cooking behaving that are different to, to what we have been brought up to believe or to think. And so by coming to these experiences with without the sense of I know how to behave, how to cook, how to but with a 
or maybe there's a different way. Maybe that, you know, maybe I don't know everything and maybe I can learn something. Then we could have much more enriching experiences. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah. And, and part of being a beginner or having a, a beginner's mind is, um, you know, being open to the idea that the things that you do and say are, will never be perfect. So the idea of making mistakes, I think is essential yeah. to uh, the beginner's Absolutely. mind. Yeah. And any traveler yeah. will tell you, you know, when, when they go on the road, especially if they're trying to speak a different language, they make mistakes. Whereas people who are prouder and think mm-hmm. they they know more tend to um, close up, as you're saying, yeah. um, than, than someone who has this childlike sense of, of, of exploration. So I, I guess mm-hmm. it, it makes sense to me that people with the beginner's mind also tend to, to make more mistakes, which is essential, um, I guess, to, to traveling. Yeah, 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 yeah it is. And um, I used to teach English as a foreign language. And one of the the major things, I think, in terms of learning a new language is is the willingness to, to make a mistake and mm. to potentially um, be laughed at or look a fool. Um, and so it's a, it's, a bit, it's a bit about taking ourselves less seriously. And, you know, giving things, we're bound to, you know, break social norms when we travel because we don't know what all the, what all the social norms are. You know, and people, people will stand out. People will look at us and think that we're behaving unusually because we're the ones that are foreigners in, in, in a different land. And, and the ability to just kind of be loose and easy on ourselves with that um, and know that we're going to make a mistake. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a really important um uh, trait to adopt and, and as well in life uh, you know making mistakes um, is a really important way to, way in which we learn mm-hmm. um, yet it can, it, it can block us as well the fear of making a mistake sure and so when you know just using the example of speaking a foreign language you know when you embarrass yourself when you put yourself out there you're 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 pushing yeah. your limits and you're pushing your comfort zone um yeah. you know in the face of embarrassment or you know making faux pas so yeah could yeah. you talk about how perhaps pushing one's limits or comforts mm-hmm. while travel how can how can this be a way in which um a traveler can be more mindful um so more aware of of making a mistake, or how how can mindfulness help them in this? Is that yeah? That, uh, sorry, yeah, that's the question. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, how could how could sure. mindfulness help in yeah. the um, yeah. act of pushing one's limits? Yeah, sure, sure. I think I think um, whenever we come to a situation where we feel a little bit scared, so it, it may be as simple as needing to ask a stranger for directions. Uh, or a little bit embarrassed, maybe, um, or it could be that you know, that we're faced with doing something that, uh, for some people, it, it may be as simple as getting on an airplane, or, or other people, it may be, um, you know, going down a ski slope. Um, and when we're faced with situations that we're, we're, we're a bit scared, that was pushing our limits, um, we can. There's two things we can do. We can either have adopt the attitude. Um, that we can feel the fear and do it anyway, mm-hmm. um, or it may block us and it may, 
the fear may block us. So we stop. We decide, no, I'm not going to go skiing. I'm not going to get on the aeroplane. I'm not going to uh, approach that person um, in the street to ask directions um, because it's too scary. So so I don't do it. And in, and in this case, um, mindfulness is really helpful because what mindfulness does is acknowledge the fact that we have all sorts of different feelings and emotions. And some of those feelings will be ones that we don't like, like fear. Um, and in mindfulness, we embrace everything. So um, when I'm feeling scared to talk to a stranger, I um, acknowledge the fact that I'm scared. Mm. Um, I take a moment to feel that fear. Um, and one one way to do that is to is to access the point a point in your in your body um, where the fear comes up. It could be in the jaw, it could be in the stomach, and to just gently observe that feeling, um, that tightness, that tension, and allow it to be, um, because it's, it's in the um, resisting of the feeling. Saying, oh, I shouldn't be feeling like that, or, or blocking it, saying, "Well, I'm well, I'm never going to get on an airplane." ever or I'm never going to do this that um, we're actually just resisting it and we're, we're stopping ourselves from being able to live a, a fuller life that we actually would prefer to live um, so in, in accepting the fear and, and being gentle and compassionate with ourselves as we feel it, it, it will tend to dissipate and lose hold and so, so maybe you know, for this, this one time I, I, I don't approach the stranger because I'm too scared um, but the next time might be different. And the more I can embrace and feel my fears and have compassion and acceptance for them, then the more they will, or the less hold they will have over me. Mm. So it sounds like one of the kind of important um, beginning steps here is to to acknowledge uh, the, the feelings and the sensations and, and letting them kind of run their course. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, and I and I think I think also uh, acknowledging them and um, also becoming aware of where else in our life we might be doing this to ourselves. Um, and and so whilst we're travelling, we could be compassionate and uh, listen to ourselves. But, but that doesn't have to be when we're traveling. We can also uh, realize that if, if I'm, if I'm um, resisting asking for directions on the street, where else in my life am I risking asking for, for help or support? Mm. How, does, how does this then uh, relate to the, the general travails of, of travel in terms of, you know, you miss a flight, um, mm-hmm. you have these kind of phys- physical and mental burdens while you're traveling on the road. How might mindfulness help temper those anxieties? Sure. Yeah. I guess, you know, when we when we travel, we are much more open to um, things going wrong, um, you know, uh, experiences not going according to plan. Mm-hmm. Um we open ourselves to the potential of being um, getting lost, being robbed, getting ill. Um, it's much more likely when we travel than, than, than when we stay at home. And so um, the way in which mindfulness can help us deal with 
things that go wrong. There's, there's you know, there's a couple of um, examples. So it, it could be that something quite tragic happened without, you know, my purse is stolen or I miss the flight. So something quite kind of big. Um, and in and in and in this um, in a circumstance where where I might have missed my flight, um, the quite quite a normal or the flight's cancelled or um, I realise that you know I can't I can't go to the place I need to get to, um, and and we, what's quite normal is for us to then go into panic and say, um, oh it's never going to go right and. Or, catastrophize and think about all the terrible things that might happen uh it's quite normal for us to um then go into blame wanting to blame maybe our friends for turning up too late or or the airline and and there's there's so many things we can do to to try to um avoid the fact that this has happened that i've that i have missed my plate and it's in mindfulness um we accept what is rather than um, argue with reality. Um, so by saying it shouldn't have happened, um, okay, when we get home and sorted everything out, we can then write a letter of complaint or, or do what we feel we need to do. But in this moment, I've missed my plane. And the only way in which I'm going to, to um, make any um, sense of it and be able to act in a way that's um, intelligent is by accepting what's happened and coming into a place of as far as possible calm so to sit and focus on the breath perhaps and to say I'm okay you know I'm I'm here um, I'm a, I'm I'm not suffering you know to to, to focus on, on on that on the fact that I'm here and I'm okay and then to make sure my needs are met, so I might be, I might be, I might be terrified. I might be frightened that, um, you know, I'm going to miss my next connection, and then the whole holiday is going to go um, down the pan. Um, but I'm here, and I'm okay, and I'm terrified. It's accepting everything that that is, mm-hmm. because from that point, we we can then be wider in, in our in our choice of solutions by admitting that our plan has gone wrong or um, we don't know what's next. Um, we open ourselves up to what the potential could be in terms of the solution. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sorry. It seems like, um, you know, when folks travel, you know, they, they have these grand expectations and they, and they have these kind mm-hmm. of, you know, these ideas of the ways in, in which their experiences should go. So how does, yeah, yeah. how does one kind of balance the, you know, the awareness of mm-hmm. the reality and not kind of fight against the reality of the situation with their expectations yeah, yeah. or their in- intentions? Yeah, sure. I mean, that's, that's a really big thing. And, and even if something isn't actually going wrong, our experience can be disappointing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, nowadays, when we research where to go, we have photographs, we have reviews, and we, have, we develop a very clear expectation of what it is we want to experience when we're, when we're going to a certain place. You know, when, when we, if we want to go to Santorini in, in Greece, um, we we want to experience the, the the sunset over the you know over the crystal blue water, um, and 
um, if we get there and it's cloudy um, and it's raining, we've 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 met with a disappointment and we're not we're not going to experience what we had hoped we were going to experience. Um, and so, part of being mindful is is letting go of the plan, and that's a really hard thing to do um, because when you're sitting there in in the rain um, and disappointed it's hard to kind of um be for many of us it's hard to be with that disappointment and and that's what we need to do in order to move on and to let go of of uh, come to a place to say okay it's, it's not gone the way i wanted to but what is there around me that that is really fascinating um you know and to pick up on the things that that um, that are really just sort of develop a sense of gratitude of you know maybe the food, the people. There's there's always going to be something that um, is going to interest us if we, if we're open to, to to that and we let go of what how we wanted things to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, yeah. So what are some of the uh, if you have any? What are some of the the pra- practical tips that you have mm-hmm. for travelers to to embrace a an experience that doesn't go according to plan or any travel experience. Mm-hmm. So um, some of the things that uh, we've been talking about in terms of you know being open minded, mm-hmm. trying to let go of. Um, so you know guidebooks are great and they can tell us where we. Um, you know the places that where most where, where most travellers go, um, but it's just really following our own sense of intuition and curiosity um, to um, not need to have to go to every, you know tick off everything on on the list of of places to go, but actually follow what what, what we really feel we led to do in in that moment. Mm-hmm. So there are plenty of things that we could never have planned. So. You, even even you know wandering down the street just because it look it looks you know interesting to you um following that curiosity and and potentially getting lost because then you know that's only the times in which you can find kind of the hidden nooks and uh, that um you may never have found on on in in a guidebook mm-hmm. or or you know, driving through southern Italy, you might see a, a beautiful medieval hilltop uh, town in the distance. Maybe just following, following that road to that town and seeing what's there, even though it's not written in in the guidebook. Um, I think that's what makes travelling exciting is when we can, you know, just follow our curiosity into the unknown um, and look out for experiences that um, we we may not have expected. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, I lead uh, study abroad programs. Um, I'm in the uh-huh. United States, and we yeah. typically go to Western Europe. And one of the the things, <laughs> one of the uh, cardinal sins I see um, my students commit is that they are always on their mobile devices. They're always on their smartphones. Um, they yeah. they they have these data plans abroad, and they're always kind of connected to the web into back home so the, in, in a sense yeah. they're, they're being distracted instead of by the new place that they're in they they're they're getting distracted by this little device so you know one of yeah. the, the yeah. tips i tell my students uh, they, they never listen of course but 
turn off, you know, your mobile devices. You know, there's so much uh, more um, excitement and interesting things in the place that you're visiting yeah. instead of your phone. So, uh, yeah. so apart from ditching guidebooks and I guess turning off uh, mobile devices, do you have an, and and being open minded, do you have any other suggestions? for travelers to embrace those experiences abroad? I think even a few words of the local language, if it's, you know, uh-huh. if it's not your language, learning a few words, whether it be just thank you, hello, goodbye, that, that goes a long way. Um, for, for locals to feel that, you, you know, you're actually there for more than just visiting the, you know, the, the tourist attractions, but interested in the people, um, mm. that makes, you know, that makes the the... The journey more enriching. Um, let's think of some other things that. Um, what about um, this idea of journaling and reflecting on the day's experiences? Does that help? Yeah. Uh, I guess ground a, a traveler. Yeah, I think it. I mean, it. it this depends on on the kind of the way that, that each person wants to record their experience. For some people. Um, it can be obviously the writing down and, and um, expressing all you know the array of uh, experiences and emotions and um, uh, and feelings that, that that's come up as a result of, of their journey and their travelling, um, which is which is a great way to be able to process and and really help to lock in the experience as well as to look back on it um, in the future um, and and. There are other ways of um, really being present with with the experience, and then that could be, um, you know, through photography, um, being careful not to continuously have the have the mobile phone on, um, but also through you know artistic. If, if people want to sketch or or, or paint, um, or you know, some people like to have video blogs. So I think it's really important to um, choose a way of journaling um, and expressing your experience through a, a medium that um, really means something to you. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of torn here when when you say that, yeah. um, because not that I disagree with you, but it's, you know, I see, and I'm sure you've seen this too, um, you know, these influencers on, on Instagram who, who go oh. to places like Santorini, right? And um, they take photos of themselves and, you know, exotic locations. It seems like the act of being seen is taking precedence over the act of seeing. On the other hand, you know, creating these beautiful images is a very creative and engaging process. So mm-hmm. I was wondering if you had yeah. any any ideas about that. Yeah, I, I, I think, um, you know, it, it is a personal thing and it it does depend, you know, what your intention is. If, if you've gone to photograph places, then then that is, you know, part of your intention for being there. And so you, a large part of your time may well be spent um, photog- photographing. Um, but obviously, you know, getting your camera out or your phone out all the time to take photographs and load them up onto Instagram is going to take something away from the experience of being there. Um, and so there's a balance between actually really appreci- being able to appreciate an experience um, 
whether it be you know, climbing up a mountain and, and looking over at the beautiful view below and really taking that in. And then there's the need to take a photograph of it. Um, and often we, I think we replace, we want to kind of capture a moment um, rather than live a moment. Um, uh, and I think it's important to be aware of, you know, do I really need to be getting my camera out now or, or would I just gain a lot more from just really soaking in this experience and, and, and enjoying it and you know, connecting with others um, than, distract or, or than, than um, taking my attention away from this moment to get out my camera and get the perfect uh, photograph and then post it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think you know it's, it's a balance, mm-hmm. which is often uh, well, nowadays you see so many people just um, with their selfie selfie sticks and um, it feels it feels like um, the you know, the there has there's a sense that there's, you know embracing the moment uh, has sometimes been forgotten. Right. You write in in the book. Uh, the wonderful thing about travel is that we take ourselves away from many of our false identities, what we own, mm-hmm. what we do, our role and status, and we have the chance to discover our true identity. I was wondering if you could um, unpack this sure. this idea, yeah. especially in the context of, of Buddhist teachings. Right, yeah, sure. Um it's very common for us to identify ourselves with, you know, I'm a mother, I'm a father, I'm a husband, I'm a wife, I'm a lawyer, I'm a teacher, um, I'm black, I'm white. I, by, you know, by the things that we believe define us. Mm-hmm. Um, and in, in, in Buddhist teachings, um, we, we, our identity is not... Um, Something which we can um, we can lose. Our identity is, is our essential nature, and so um, when one of one of one of the ways in which um, one of the things we gain when we when we meditate is is this sense of the self and who I am beyond um, what I identify with. Um, so, you know, I, I, for example, I focus on my breath and I breathe and I, and I have this sense of my inner self. And this cannot be taken away from me. And, and this, this, is, this is what Buddhist teaching is around identity um, and that we have false identities. So, for example, if, if my identity is very much tied in with um, how much money I have um, and how, how important I am because I'm very wealthy, um, then what happens when I, if I, I may not lose my money, but what happens if I do lose my money is that um, I feel like a loser. I feel like I'm worthless. And I have not actually changed. It's just how much money I have or don't have has changed. And essentially, my sense of self-worth, according to Buddhist teachers, is, is, is not down to something that I can own um, or, or a role that I can have. Um, it's it's something which cannot be taken away from me, and and for me that's a really important thing aspect of of mindfulness is this this sense of inner self worth and um, 
the importance of connecting to other people as human beings and and this is how I kind of view why do you travel being really important in exposing ourselves to people who are very different and um, who are different colour, culture, religion, uh, education, class. Um, and um, when we travel and when we, you know, smile at a stranger who's who's from a completely different background to us, we realise our, our common connection as human beings beyond um, that which we identify with. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that is the kind of idea in mindfulness is, is that is that on a, on a soul level we are all the same. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we all we all need human connection. We all need to be loved and to love. You know, we, there's so much more that unites us as human beings than divides us. And when we can shed some of our identities about who we are, um, which we do often when we travel, because people don't know what job we have, they don't know what you know how much they don't necessarily know how much money we have or what then then we become more of who we really are mm-hmm. yeah and in a very kind of fundamental level as you say when you when you step out from your familiar location into uh, you know a strange place a foreign place nobody knows your background nobody knows your context they don't know how how wealthy or poor you are they know nothing about you all of the the context is stripped away and you become an individual. And so I think that's one of the the nice things about travel, right? (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. It's one of the main reasons why I think people would say, you know, I just need to get away to travel. Often you hear, you know, I need to find myself. And and one way people do that is to, they need to get away from their familiar surroundings where people have a story about them and, and know who they are to kind of, find out who they are beyond their culture and their conditioning and their beliefs. Yeah. Mm. Well, I, I want to be respectful of the time. Um, in closing here, can you um, tell us where we can find you online? How can we connect with you? How can we sure. find your book? Okay, great. Yeah, um, you can find me online at, at Sarah Samuel, S-A-R-A-H-S-A-M uel.co.uk with some details about the work that I do um, and the um, my book Mindful Travelling is available it's available widely so I think through most online bookstores um, and a lot of you know independent stores as well Do you do any um, mindfulness coaching or, or, or teaching? Yeah, I, I do. Um, I'm just um, launching my, my background is actually in business before I started writing and, and getting into uh, why well, I, I was into mindfulness alongside my career in business. But now I'm looking to um, take the mindfulness, um, my mindfulness teachings back into the, the corporate world. So at present, I'm not doing much of that around traveling. That was really my own sort of personal interest and passion. But mindfulness um is is very much part of what I do in terms of my work and so you, you can also find that on, on, on my website sarahsamuel.co.uk okay well thank you so much for coming on the show and I wish you success and happiness with this new book 
Yes, thanks very much, Jeremy. Thank you for inviting me. It's been a pleasure. I hope you enjoyed this episode of All Over the Place. Don't forget to subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast app and follow us on social media. Please subscribe to our newsletter to receive emails with travel-related news, book recommendations, and resources from around the world. Links can be found at allovertheplacepodcast.com. <laughs>